This is LBC News. Well, so suggestions from down the road from Washington in New York that the United Nations may well be asked to throw Russia out of at least one of its organisations. Um, Russia, of course, is a member of the United Nations for the moment. Indeed, it sits on the Security Council. Will there be some diplomatic moves on that front? And... What will President Biden's reaction be to those shocking news reports that we've seen both in the United Kingdom and I imagine right around the world? Let's ask Simon Marks, who's joining us live from Washington, D.C. No doubt your news networks contain those same shocking images, Simon. Uh, Yes, absolutely, Martin. I mean, it is slightly curious that we have not heard anything from President Biden personally uh, about those images from Butcher and other parts of Ukraine. Not even a written statement put out in his name. He left it yesterday to Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who appeared on uh, some of the Sunday television talk programs here, uh, described the images from Butcher as a punch in the gut and said that the world cannot become numb to scenes of war crimes that appear uh, to have taken place in Ukraine. Uh, I mean, having said that the world cannot become numb to them, rather than putting out any kind of statement in his own name yesterday, President Biden headed to the golf course in Delaware. He is not yet back in the White House. He'll be back here in a couple of hours' time uh, to begin his week. Let's see uh, if he puts out a statement uh, reflective of what we've heard from Downing Street, from leaders across Europe, from the Secretary-General... Uh, of NATO, Jen Stoltenberg, and a whole variety of others who have spoken out about those images. Uh, President Biden, of course, has not previously hesitated to get in front uh, of official U.S. government findings. Remember, he declared Vladimir Putin a war criminal long before State Department investigators uh, were ready to do so. They caught up with him on that issue about 10 days uh, after he made an off-the-cuff remark calling Vladimir Putin a war criminal. On that issue of Russia's continued role at the United Nations, I mean, there are some really complicated conversations coming because uh, once we move beyond uh, the day-to-day news from Ukraine, there has to be a debate that gets underway about what kind of role uh, Russia, particularly as it remains led by Vladimir Putin, can play on the world stage. Can it really continue uh, not only to be part and parcel of of a whole series of UN bodies, but also to exercise veto power on the United Nations Security Council. You know, one of the permanent five members of the UN Security Council, all of that architecture, of course, uh, carved out of the wreckage in Europe uh, and uh, the Pacific at the end uh, of the Second World War in 1945. The UN Security Council very much reflective of the world as it was then, as opposed to the world as it is now. And at the United Nations for year after year after year. They have delayed advancing discussions uh, about reforming the United Nations architecture, particularly that of the Security Council. Let's see if this uh, changes things. But for the hours ahead, uh, I think there will be interest here in seeing what President Biden has to say uh, about uh, the uh, images that we're witnessing from Ukraine and uh, reports that we are unfortunately only going to see 
uh, more of them. Maxar Technologies, that uh, private uh, satellite imaging company, says it has seen evidence of at least one uh, 40-foot trench that it believes is a mass grave that the Russians created uh, in uh, Ukraine. There are also reports from other towns beyond Butcher of just absolutely appalling atrocities. None of them, of course, have been independently confirmed yet, although work is now underway on the ground in Butcher uh, to document uh, what uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky described last night as Russia's genocide against the Ukrainian people. Now, the outcome of a parliamentary election in, or a presidential prime ministerial election in Hungary probably doesn't normally hit the Richter scale of news in the United States. But this is interesting. This is the first sort of overt support for President Putin outside of Russia. Yeah, well, I mean, Viktor Orban returned to power in uh, Hungary with, I think, around 53% of the vote uh, after uh, a long election night uh, there. Uh, and uh, Viktor Orban, uh, a man who is deeply controversial particularly uh, with elites in the European Union, even though uh, Hungary is a member of the European Union. He is uh, unquestionably a persistent thorn in the side uh, of uh, many other members of the European Union. He's expressed uh, sympathy for Vladimir Putin. He's close to the Kremlin politically. Uh, he, uh, in his uh, victory speech last night, described Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky as one of his enemies uh, politically, even though Hungary has taken uh, a sizable number of Ukrainian refugees. Nonetheless, he's absolutely picked his side uh, in that particular conflict. And the reason why his victory resonates here uh, is because Viktor Orban uh, won the endorsement of former US President Donald Trump. They are absolutely political, philosophical, populist soulmates. And I think at Mar-a-Lago today, uh, Donald Trump and uh, the loyalists surrounding him will be eyeing Viktor Orban's victory uh, in Hungary and saying, see, that's what we're trying to uh, bring about here in the United States in 2024. They will be very buoyed by that election result in Hungary and they will think, uh, possibly with good reason, uh, that it uh, suggests that there is every possibility uh, of a comeback by the former president here in the United States. Can I ask you about a business story which is sort of developing, I think, in the last hour or so? Elon Musk, he's got quite a bit of money, I think, Simon, when I last checked. Um, he's invested in, in Twitter to take a 9% stake, so he's the biggest shareholder now. Y yes, and I notice he's got even more followers on Twitter than you and me combined, <coughs> Martin. Darn it. Uh, his his 80.1 million followers on Twitter just edging us out. Uh, we've learnt this morning that he's taken a 9.2% stake in Twitter... Uh, we've learnt that from Securities and Exchange Commission filings, uh, and Twitter's stock on that news soared uh, in uh, pre-market trading uh, on Wall Street. That is because Elon Musk had suggested recently that he was questioning whether Twitter was truly committed to freedom of speech and even floated the idea of launching uh, a competitor social media platform. So the markets are reading this as an indication that Elon Musk is doubling down and not just staying with Twitter from a personal perspective, but actually now seeking to own almost 10% of the company's stock. Uh, therefore, the markets are concluding that he is not planning to launch his own competitive social media app uh, that might uh, go after Twitter.
Twitter's uh, market dominance in terms of short-form messaging. Uh, there will, I think, be all sorts of questions about what Elon Musk's ambitions are uh, with that 10% stake, 9.2% stake in the company, and what direction he will seek to invade Twitter to head uh, in the months and years ahead. But certainly, it's a notable development of the morning so far. Now, Barack Obama is going back to the White House. Does Joe Biden need a hand? Well, he's getting an assist tomorrow. Uh, and this, interestingly, I was actually surprised by this, but I, I, it is correct. It's the first time Barack Obama will have returned to the White House uh, since his presidency ended. I mean, there was speculation, of course, that he was going to return to the White House for the unveiling of his uh, official portrait. Uh, but he made it absolutely apparent that that wasn't going to happen for as long as Donald Trump was in the White House. So he never returned. And indeed, I, I don't think the official uh, portrait unveiling actually uh, occurred in time-honoured fashion. Uh, but uh, he will be back at the White House joining President Joe Biden on Tuesday for an event extolling the virtues of the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare uh, here in the United States. President Biden uh, is going to be making remarks uh, tomorrow uh, on the Affordable Care Act, uh, celebrating the fact that it was signed into law 12 years ago. Uh, and uh, the president, the current president, of course, sees it uh, as a huge uh, fillip in terms uh, of his desire for Democrats later this year uh, to win in America's midterm elections. This is going to serve as a reminder to the American public of the benefits of Obamacare and the architect of Obamacare will be there alongside Joe Biden. Joe Biden did win uh, Barack Obama's uh, in-person support alongside him on the campaign trail, of course, uh, back in 2020. But broadly, the Obamas, plural, um, have chosen to uh, try and give uh, Joe Biden um, an, uh, an uninterrupted uh, opportunity to bask in the American political limelight and very much uh, try and establish uh, the bona fides of his own presidency rather than in any sense overshadowing it. So it's going to be certainly very interesting uh, to see the two men together at the White House and a chance for Barack Obama to take a look around at the place and see what Joe Biden's done to it. Okay, see what they've <laughs> exactly. done with it as well. Simon, great to catch up with you. Thank you very much indeed. Simon Marks reporting live from Washington, D.C.